this is Adam and Matt, and here's what's coming up on this week's CarCast. The first day I got in the car, and another one was coming directly at me. I didn't notice too many on the road, but the guy was coming yeah. right at me, and the guy gave me the big thumbs up, like, like we're in the same fraternity, yeah. and I didn't know how to respond, like the proper response, because... There's part of me that was like, hey, I wouldn't pay 70 grand for this car. I'd be driving an M3. But I, I'm not going to be able to convey all that with one hand movement. So then there's other part, well, I don't want to be a douche and not give him the thumbs up. Yeah. Like I'm in the Cadillac Club yeah. with him. But on the other hand, I'm not in the Cadillac Club with him. I'm just driving, I'm just driving so the car. So you turn your head in shame? No, like, I gave don't him, talk to me. I gave him the, hey, man, you know, I, yeah. want, him, I want him to feel good about his purchase. Listen for free through iTunes, the free Adam Carolla app, or visit acecarcast.com. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hello, podcasters. Welcome to our our new show. Um, first, we do the music. We're in a jazz series. Today, I'm going to... Oh, folks, let me announce that we'll have a different instrument. You're used to the trumpet, but I'm playing something called a flugelhorn. Uh, it's got a very different sound, very dark sound. Um, I think it was originated in Germany. Um, uh, so you're going to hear something different. I haven't played it for a while, but um, I think I remember how. Um, so we're going to do... A couple of Count Basie arrangements. He was a wonderful blues band in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, and actually came all the way up to the 90s and played Vegas and with Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra loved the band. Uh, So anyway, this is going to be a a Count Basie uh, introduction. Welcome to Life Lessons. With Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Welcome, podcasters, as we start our, our show for today. Um, we've been going on the line of stepping back and beginning to look at our life. Um, the momentum of our life and the way we're programmed, the condition of our life, we will just go right on from birth to death and um, without a real beginning look at our life. 
So remember podcasters, we, we looked at our living, my personal living space. You remember from last week, just to refresh your memory. Um, trying to understand, as I step back and look at my life, what, what do I begin to see? Um, we asked about um, relationships, begin to look about the relationships in our life. Um, our professions. How do we get into this profession? Sometimes we just kind of, by accident, slip in or, or we meet somebody and somebody puts us on to something. Um, so we're just like looking there because there's a lot of ac- accident going on in our life. So we like to step back and make things more intentional. I was just telling you last week, you know, my wife and I, we moved the bed in our room. We moved around the furniture. We really took a look at it since this show began. This part began and said, let's take a look at what that mean for me. And we really changed a couple of things that, on our personal space that really made them better. So maybe you can begin to look at that. And how did you get into the profession? That's an important one. What was the lead-in? Okay, so that's... Slaved them. Slaved them, okay. Now, um, we continue on that line because we want to work our way up to uh, uh, seeing if we can free ourselves in this in the next couple of shows. But first, we need to see what it is Uh, as we get to um, um, what I'm calling the... The witness, the very importance of being able to see. We're going to go into that today a little bit. Um, Right now in my life, right now, am I dedicated to something? Some process, some discipline, something where I can use the word I'm dedicated to it. I'm thoughtful of it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about improvements of it where I can find myself actually being able to be dedicated. We asked that last week. Right now, am I dedicated? So I'm, am I attached to something in life that I need to let go of? Now, as we look around our life, we might get full of attachments, things we don't need anymore, and from clothes to this is something Ray is going through. He's really getting rid of a lot of things um, that he's... Um, as mentioned before in the year about um, many clothes or screwdrivers or <laughs> a hundred screwdrivers, I think he said he had, um, and nail files. Okay. So in your life, take a look at your life. Is there something that kind of, something in my life that would be helped to let it go? So just a thought of that. And what obstacles stand in the way of bettering my life? So podcasters, as you sit and listen to this and for a moment just to what obstacles are stopping me from actually beginning to better my life? Is there any physical things? Is there addictions? Is there health things? Is there relationship things, professional things? So begin everything. Everything. Um, and think so my last one on this before we move there if you had a wish in your life and it's something just to yourself you can do at this point in my life we're all these different ages and on the show alone 
me in my 80s and Ray in the middle area with late 40s and Gary in the younger area in the 20s. And whatever you podcasters may be, um, taking, t- taking a look at, oh, no, oh yeah, I was talking about a wish. What will it be a wish that I'd like to have in any area of my life? Physical health, profession, personal relationships, um, something for somebody else that I wish, use my wish for somebody else, that you have that. Okay, so that's a little, we've only, before that we talked about the father. The main thing we're working with the father is that if, if, if the father is available, um, that you can talk to him and see if you can better the relationship, deepen the relationship. If a father is not available, is either he's emotionally not there or, or he's deceased, then remember I used that term, um, an inner kind of realm inside myself. If we don't have our fathers to talk about, Ray and I's father, they're both dead. Gary's father's alive. Um, so we'd have to do it inwardly, begin to feel compassion for them and, you know, that they won't, that they did what they did and, um, and whatever problems they have, that I could feel for them now and that I can't talk to them anymore for ones that are not available. So that's what we did in that area. Okay, now we're moving on to another area. The two areas I like to cover, but let's, let's start with the first one. Um, the silent witness. Now, as we step back and look at our life, we're going to develop a tool for it, a method of observing ourselves, of our thoughts, our sensations, our actions which requires a special uh, division of attention into two parts. One outwardly looking at our life, looking at the functions of our life, and the other one directed inwardly to the silent witness as an impartial, um, judgmental witness. Okay. Non-judgmental? Non-judgmental witness, yeah. Ray, you've, you've worked a little with this. I'm wondering... Very little. Okay. <laughs> Very little. Um, I mean, I know about it, but I, I, I have a thing where I do many things on peripheral, so I hear what you're saying. I understand it. You know, but do I practice it? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it comes. Yeah. But um, you have to really want it to come. You have to be open to it if, if you're able to. You know, and then a lot of times you can just go through, you know, blast through whatever you're doing and you don't, you're not conscious of it at all. Mm-hmm. Gary, for you, um, how would you, how do you understand this new concept of the silent witness? What is it, what could it mean for you? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not too clear on it. Is it, it, it sounds kind of like, uh, an awareness of what's going on not in the moment you know a, a, a removed awareness okay yeah that's you it got, you got you kind of have to practice it before you can even okay. gleam it you know I mean it's a pretty tough thing to get conceptually 
unless you're doing it or unless you've watched yourself so much that you see your own patterns or your own behaviors and you go, oh, that's what that is. I'm doing that again or not. Or that, oh, I nipped that in the bud and I didn't say that obnoxious thing that I usually do or whatever your story might be. Mm -hmm. So It's going to be different for most people. I mean, I don't think a lot of people practice it. Oh, no. So it's a, it's a new, it's a, it's a kind of a tool that's new for us. So I asked Gary just to see what words he could put in it because it would be like, a, he'd be like the people out there listening. Um, not sure. Um, so let, let's, let's take it for a moment. Um, whatever, I'm, whatever I'm doing in my life, in the studio right now, Gary's handing the technical part. Ray and I are doing the storyline of it. Um, find something that can begin to see, uh, tune into what I'm thinking. We're calling this a witness. Something that could be, we call it like a security camera. It, itself, it's impartial. It's not judgmental. It's not judging what you do or changing. Um, but it's seeing. Remember, we're eventually seeing that seeing is more important than doing that we have to do also. But seeing allows another depth to it. It's going on at that line. So whatever's going on, this silent witness is able to observe it. And um, Gary used the word awareness. Has an awareness. Sees what I'm doing, washing the dishes, doing, doing whatever I'm doing in my life driving. Um, And this part is able to silently see. It pays attention what goes on in the centers of our life. For example, what's going on in the mind? You can pay attention to that. Um, What's going on in emotions? So that when we're feeling emotions are strong, um, are strong enough that we can really feel the sensation of the emotions now, this part can see it. It can see it, its emotions. Now I'm back to the mind again. That's a center. And, some, and then there's also a, a cycle between the mind and the emotions. You don't have to manipulate what comes in. You don't do anything with it. The impression coming in, you receive, very much like music. When you listen to something, you can allow the music to come into you but you don't do anything particularly with it. You allow it to come in. You receive it. And you, and you allow it to come inside you. So it's simply being aware. Each function has its own uh, level. So this part is watching. It's watching. But for us particularly, the, when, when we get into more of the, another part of us, um, the mind is we've got to see first what we're thinking because we think we are what we're thinking hmm. um, so we put a lot on thinking very much <clears throat> on thinking <clears throat> so um, even right now for example as you listen to the show as we're on here let that silent witness impartially Really tune into what you're thinking, the intellectual part. Just to see it. 
just to be able to see that part. Um, I can't change anything yet, but you're just seeing it. So um, when we can see the mind get stronger and stronger, yeah, I wrote something about that. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, the beginning of freedom from all that functional life, the emotions, the mind, the, dip, the obsessions, the habits, the beginning of freedom is a realization that you're not the thinker. Now, that's a very revolutionary thing to say in modern culture. <clears throat> you're not the thinker. A higher level of consciousness becomes act. The moment you start watching the thinker, like we're doing right now for a moment, a higher level of consciousness begins, begins to be activated. The moment you start looking at your thinking, a higher level of consciousness sets in, even if it's temporary. Yeah, but I don't think there's a lot of people that are even capable of um, taking that in. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. Okay, but we're going to give we're going to put the tool out, and those that can use it, um, something that's looking at your thoughts. That's not such a deep. I mean, that's not such an impossible idea. To separate from them, it's pretty tough. I mean, you know, I I have a whole dialogue that you know I've been running through of late, and to get. Separation from that has become pretty much impossible. You know, I'm I'm done with a, a lot of different things, and um, you know, it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to witness. You know, and it's got and besides that, the momentum has all the all the fucking power. So to break away from that and and to actually participate in something that witnesses or or sees, it, it, that takes some time. Or as far as a discipline like a sitting or a breath count or anything, most people don't do that. You know, most don't. I mean, some do. I don't know many that do. Okay, so Ray's talking about the difficulty of it. But for the podcast, he's saying he's dealing with something that it's hard for him to get any distance from the mind. Uh, and, Besides that, you know, I, sometimes I don't want the distance, you know. I mean, I think I don't want it. You know, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been going at it for 19 years and, you know, I haven't even gotten a, a single. <laughs> you know, I haven't hit, you know, I'm batting, I'm not batting too well. So he, Ray's giving you the darker side of it, which is a side where it seems or to be too. impossible. But for you, don't get discouraged, uh, our listeners. <laughs> it, is, it is hard. That's, that's the way it's striking him. It doesn't mean it has to strike you that way. Um, you, you might be able to try it. He's putting a real negative look on it. But, um, you know, remember, remember again, your, a thought comes up and you see the thought. That's all you're doing. You're not changing it. You're seeing it. I'm not, I'm not trying to put a negative spin on it. I'm just saying what, what I've been dealing with of late, you know. I mean, it's not that it's, it's, it's even, it's not even that it's that dark. It's really not. But, you know, it can re definitely rule the roost. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway, that's the, that's the, sp uh, that's the part um, we're beginning with. This is not something you, you're able to accomplish right away. But if you have it, there's little ways you could use it. Even like, you know, um, 
standing alive, something where you have to wait for something. There's nothing you're doing anyway. But the mind is saying all kinds of things to you. Should we get out of here? Should we do that? I'm, you know, irritations may be coming. And you'll see how the emotions in the mind begin to mix. As you stay there, you just say, okay, I'm going to try it while I'm in this line. You know, I'm sitting in a dentist's office. Just to focus on what's ever coming up in my mind. Not changing it. Not judging it. Just hear it. The emotions it's harder with. That's why we're going to start with the mind. The moment you start looking at that thinker, remember this line, a higher level of consciousness becomes activated. At least it gets there, it gets started. Uh, then you begin to realize there is a vast realm, eventually, of an intelligence beyond thought. Thought is not the end. Um, the thought is only a tiny aspect of our intelligence. So that's the idea behind it. Um, so we're just merely starting with it. We don't expect big things from it. You're just going to tune in. You know, speaking of there. thought being the end, you know what's the uh, Amazons are beginning. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay. We're back. We did our... Um, okay. Um, so we're, we're, we just started a new area, area um, which is called looking... Um, at what's going on in our life. So we did it as far as where we live, how we work, and so forth. Now we're just taking it inside. We're trying to move it inside, not just um, uh, the, uh, looking out of our outside life. Um, so you see where you are. So, now the hardest part is when any kind of emotional life is there. The emotions are very strong. And then the mind and the emotions get lingered together and they mutually feed back the darkness of the emotion, uh, over shadows the mind and vice versa. The mind's comment on it could even make it darker. That's what depression, that's a cycle of depression, of um, emotions and mind intertwined in that darkness. So we're, we're beginning to, for yourself, um, podcasters, see if, if you're willing to try this, as a tool for getting some little freedom. Um, and also to let us know if, uh, if that interests you or not. Um, remember, start with the mind. That's the most Im important place. Um, um, I want to emphasize this part I'm talking about isn't thinking about yourself. It's not a thinking process. We mostly have a dialogue with our parts of ourselves. We're always just having this dialogue all the time in our mind related to moods, our various concerns. But if we are doing that, we are not observing ourselves. We're just in the dialogue. And eventually to see the difference between the dialogue in my head, which goes, along, which goes on all the time, and this part called the silent witness. 
So you're just experimenting. Silent witness can be considered to be a germ of something that can, in time, also um, get, uh, help us from getting some distance from what's going on. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, it's just trying to see if you could divide the attention. Just start with that. Can I shine the attention on my functional life, whatever I'm doing, and have a little attention left over for the silent witness? That, that's the beginning. Nothing, um, that's something I, um, it's not easy, but it's something you could start with. So it could become eventually like a psychological uh, muscle, but not now, not as it's started. Okay, so that's our, our beginning in that, in that area. Um, so we're saying that this silent witness is not a thinking effort. It is simply an effort of witnessing and not thinking. That's important. And, and speaking of efforts, um, Gary, you want to do PayPal? Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for continuing to donate. Uh, we need to keep it up. So please, if you like the show, go to uh, acejimcarolla.com, click on the PayPal button, and uh, donate what you can. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, PayPalers. We appreciate that um, to help us uh, continue on in here. All right, so I touched on the silent witness. I'll be back to it. It's just a beginning. But remember, it's not thinking. It's separate than thinking. As Gary, you're a good word for it. It's a kind of an awareness. And remember, the separation of attention to the object, to the thought, to the feeling, and, and to the witness. Okay, now let's go to another part. Um, and, I certainly hasn't covered it, but I begin to start. If I see if people have any interest, I can go a little deeper with it. Okay, so our, part two would be our inherited dysfunction. Now, that's not, it's not something we can help that. We just inherited a certain amount of dysfunction. Our normal state of mind is marred by developmental miscarriages causing fundamental deficits um, in our mind, body, and emotions. We can't help that. Everybody is. It's different for everybody, some more than others, but those deficits are just there, uh, which are carried down to the, almost like a virus from generation to generation. Um, um, so in this series, we're going to explore, look how, uh, what I call, look how you, okay, yeah, <laughs> Uh, that's not I mean not a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, what always, do you mean? Look how what? What were you going to say? Live how, look how you're living in your life. That's why we're looking at the mind. Remember once... No, we, no. What did you say that wasn't going to be a good idea? What were okay, you going to say? Look how you live. Well, that's what I have written down. Maybe that's... Okay. So, like, part, so we inherited... This whatever material we have now we can't be that judgmental about it. That's just what we have right now. I was just passing down, passing down to us, and the collective. That's that's in our unconscious, and then there's a collective unconscious too. And that um, meaning that uh, most people will have it. That ancestral line will keep passing down, but it could begin 
as we begin to use the tool a little bit of a little separation, we don't have to be caught totally in it. So, what are you doing to yourself? And the suffering am I creating in my life? What am I doing to myself first? And then what, how, what, kind of create, what kind of suffering am I causing for other people as well? The human existence is a collection of nightmares of unconscious, mechanical, trance-like behaviors. And our witnesses, I hope we can begin to look into them a little bit, very slowly. So we must first recognize our dysfunctional state of being. Then begin a serious work, if we're motivated, for the healing or the transcending and awakening to something more than just was given to me by accident. So am I motivated at all about that? How about you, Ray? What do you... I'm motivated to leave. Okay. I got, I got a lot of stuff to do. I mean, I'm just a little preoccupied in my um, things. Okay, I was trying to welcome Ray in, but he uh, doesn't seem I'm to. Out. He's out. Okay. Uh, I inherited that. <laughs> it was actually a little funny, but not really. So there we are. The voice in our head tells us a story. We could check in right now for a moment and say, what story is most prevalent for me right now? My head's telling me a story. I've, I've, had, I've been having some health issues lately and going through strategies and so forth, how to handle it. And, um, and, and the stories in my head now have now got connected to that. So um, I was... Um, in a, in a uh, imaging um, uh, MRI. MRI yesterday. Um, and really, like sitting here waiting my turn to go into the MRI, um, and I could hear the stories in my head. Now it's going to, and particularly at my age, my age that when, you, when sickness is there or something is there, um, it's, it's like it's, the stories get worse in that area because we're old and you know, our body can't fight this material anymore. So stories related to that in my head. You know, if this goes any further, um, if you have a cold, for example, for an old person that holds on to a cold, they're, they're afraid of pneumonia. And then a pneumonia for an old person means they ain't going, they may not be able to survive it. Well, then they go to the hospital and you yeah. always hear those stories of um, they didn't die from the pneumonia. They died from staph. Or you always hear those stories that, about the old, old dying from something that's kind of innocuous for the young. Yeah, right. And what were your stories telling you? Well, it was a form of worrying, form of strategizing. It was harder to keep the, the witness, but... I I really worked with it as I sat there and waited and see all the other people coming and going and their fears about it about being. You can uh, see it pretty clearly, huh? 
Yeah, and I was I was trying to do both. I saw the stories in my head, uh, which were less because I've been able to do this for a while. Does the mortality thing um, um, kick in then? You know, because anytime I go to a hospital, even now, if it's for whatever it might be, the the mortality issue. You know, like your life is coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's what what I feel in hospitals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or then, you know, what you're talking about, like going to have an MRI. I mean, I used to take my mom to a lot of MRIs and stuff like that. So, and that's of course when she was really sick. So that's kind of like my story with that. I wondered what yours is. Yeah, strategies parts of part of me rehearsing of this happens with that now, but I'll take that medication, I go see that specialist, that kind of stuff. But um, mortality for me is always there. Um, But um, for the podcasters, I'm just trying to give you an example. That's something called the the voices, the story in my mind now. Um, And I was working hard to see if I could get a little distance from it, and I was able to do so, enough to get through all the stuff I had to be put through that day. Now, those reactions uh, come to the emotions. Um, um, now, the emotions, believe it, the, the mind and the emotions work. If the mind's coming up with something, the emotions believe it, and they go into their own thing, depression and anger and rage and so forth. They work, they work, and they work together that way. Um, this is though the emotions believe it, you know. The mind can make up all kinds of deadly stories, and the emotions could be. Um, and in turn, the emotions, the emotional energy goes back to thought. So look at that little, we got like a little cycle now. Here's the emotions with the energy, there's the thought, and they just go back and forth. And I saw how that worked as I sat there. The mind's or the emotion would get a little upset, then the mind. I saw the activity of the mind. But between them, I kept the witness. And for you folks, that's something you can use as an example. For if first place, you can hear the back and forth between the mind and the emotions. You can feel that cycle going back and forth. And then somewhere in the middle of that, there's something seeing both of them. So I gave you an, an example of that. So that vicious circle begins um, between uh, those two thoughts and emotions to become patterns of behavior. Patterns of behavior come from that. Okay, so we're coming to the end and um, we're going to continue. Let us know how you feel about it. We started on... um, the silent witness is just as a tool to begin to look at our life. Um, and we're seeing how the mind and the emotions are in a vicious cycle together. So we'll continue that. Okay, podcasters. See you next time. Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC. Or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com. Thank you.